You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. wanted us to be in the park tonight for some reason and we may never know until we get to heaven and really I think that has been something like my whole relationship with this topic I'm going to talk about tonight prayer my whole relationship with God on prayer is I don't get it and one day (laughs) in heaven I'm going to get it I just don't understand Prayer, really, I think to me it's it's un- incomprehensible because it's something that is really God doesn't want it to be a formula, yeah. and it's not a recipe, yeah. and it's not like a spell that I can just concoct and throw on Sade and make it happen, or throw on my husband and make him change. Um, it's not a mathematical formula. It is a really a relationship with our Creator. And Abraham, who was an incredible prayer warrior, was called a friend of God. Um, Because I think he just walked humbly with God and he believed and had great faith. And uh, I really want that. I really want that for my life. And I really want that for every disciple mm-hmm. because it really is the secret, I believe, to mm. powerful conversions, mm-hmm. keeping us saved mm. and growing God's church and extending his kingdom into the all nations, which mm. is truly our purpose as yeah. disciples. Without prayer, without faith, we will not make it. We will mm. just not make it. Mm-hmm. And yet... You know, one of the biggest things that most Christians fail at, honestly, is our prayer life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an area of deep shame for many of us, including myself, because we lack yeah. in this area. And it's definitely my weakest muscle, and I don't like being weak. Um, I think what has been so uh, revealing and humbling is this prayer chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has been so humbling. And there's times when I have not woken up in time mm-hmm. and had to pray half an hour later, um, many times, including today. And, um, and I've sat there in that hour going, I've got a whole hour because I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, Enduring, I don't pray normally an hour. I know I should, but I don't. I don't pray for an hour. I actually sometimes think, you know, the bolder, the quicker, the more to the point I get. That's how I like to be talked to. I'm not going to ramble. And I always think, don't babble. But I do think there's power in praying for an hour. Definitely. And there are definitely times when I've prayed short prayers, like a Nehemiah prayer, and God's worked really quickly. So... I've gutted it out and done an hour every day, but um, it's been challenging because I've been distracted. I've just sat there and just gone, hi God, 
I don't feel very faithful. <laughs> I don't feel very faithful. Oh, God, do you hear me? Okay, I'm just going to pray through this list. So I pray through the list and then I'm like, that's a whole hour I spent praying through a list, but I don't even didn't even connect with God. Like I prayed through the whole church and then I was like, I didn't even connect. Like I loved each person as I prayed, but I didn't connect. But what has been wonderful in all of this is that God has been faithful to me. And he's actually built my faith so much and really just revealed that I'm lousy at praying. I'm just lousy. And as Denise said tonight, guess what? We can reset. And I'm actually grateful because I think in many ways I was deceived, like comfortably deceived that I was, my prayers were pleasing to God and that I was doing okay in my prayer life. But what I've uncomfortably seen is that I really suck at praying and, um, and I really want to change. And for months and months and months, I've really been studying out prayer and I'm just going to try and share with you what I've learned thus far. It's going to be a journey that will go with me to heaven. Like I sure that God will teach me more and more about prayer. There are volumes of prayer. There's six, I think it's, I read today there was not six, is it 600 and 650 documented prayers in the Bible. 650. And, uh, you know, every, every, I mean, the whole life of Jesus was marked by prayer. Um, my prayer for myself and for all of you is the prayer in Ephesians that Paul prays for the Ephesian church. And it's found in chapter one of the book of Ephesians. And it's in verse, starting in verse 16. And he says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And I can honestly say, I thank God for each and every sister and brother in the London church and in the movement. You are precious. And I do not take you for granted. Paul says in verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that what? So that you may know him better. That is my prayer, guys. That you may know God better. Do you know God? Would you say that you know God better this year than any other year? Is that your goal as a disciple? To know God better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. What is the precious hope he has called you to? Heaven. He has given you eternal life salvation for your souls Mm -hmm. forgiveness of your sins those are the riches of his glorious inheritance in verse 19 and this is really powerful and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And I really believe if we can grasp 
that we have access to the power of God through our prayers, it will change the world. Mm. It will change the world. In Revelation 8, there is a remarkable passage of scripture that should help us all have a deep, deep conviction that prayer is our life force. Mm. In Revelation 8, if you want to turn there, if not, listen along. In verse 1, the Bible says, When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stood before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Seven is a sign of perfection. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer. And what was that incense? The prayers, the precious prayers of God's people. Is heaven being smoked out by our prayers, church? Wow. Is heaven completely blacked out because the prayers of the saints non-stop day and night are flooding heaven's mm. altar? Or are the incense censers dwindling and dimming and a mere every now and then a mere mist will come out the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand then the angel took the censer filled it with fire and hurled it back to earth and there came peals of thunder rumblings flashes of lightning and an earthquake Sisters, our prayers make a difference. Yeah. Our prayers unleash the power of God. Amen. Come on, Michelle. If God answered all of your prayers this week, would it change the world? Who are you praying for? Or would it just change your little life? Are your prayers world-changing prayers amen only god can move mountains but faith and prayer can move god nothing decays so fast in the fallen human heart as the desire to pray how quick do we fade out the best intentions this week where we signed up last week the best intentions we had but then like the disciples in the garden of gethsemane we're sleepy we're tired we're faithless we don't see the importance of prayer i pray tonight that you have a new zeal a new determination to remember that your prayers light up heaven that the altar is filled with your prayers and God always answers prayer amen whether it's a yes a no and that no means that 
he's got something better. Amen. Or not yet. Or not yet. So God always, don't let Satan trick or deceive you. Satan always answers our prayers. Prayer is commanded in the Bible. Why do we pray? Number one, prayer is commanded. Amen. But what, like, what fires me up more than anything is that prayer is a partnership with God. Yeah. <laughs> to God, it's actually a joyful partnership that God actually wants to work with us. This is sobering, and this is a sobering thought. God's involvement in the world is genuinely conditioned by the prayers of His people. That is a sobering thought. Your lack of prayer is conditional with how much God is going to work in this dark world. If we're a prayerless church, this world will get darker. We're not as dark because there's people praying right now. Someone prayed for you to be saved. Yes. None of us got here without a prayer. Whether it was our own begging God for a change in our lives, whether it was me, I didn't even pray to God, but it was a prayer because God knew my heart. I said, God, I want to meet people that love me for who I am. I want to be in a community of people (coughs) that are kind and caring. I want to change my life. And I didn't say, dear God, I just wrote New Year's resolutions, but I was seeking a God. I didn't know which one yet. And God came into my life powerfully. You are here because someone prayed for you. Who are we not to pray? Who are we not to pray? That is our obligation. But what's so exciting to me, that is, it is the joy of a partnership. I have a daughter, Mia. She's six years, five years old. She's five. And she likes to do things together. She likes to make French toast together in the morning or make a cake. And sometimes I'm like, I really don't want her to help me because it's going to take about 10 more minutes and it's going to be messy. And I can, in selfishness, go, it's fine. But she loves to join in with me and make something. And in the same way, God doesn't need our help. But it's a joy to him for us to join in the recipe of the world's plan, right? He delights in helping us make the cake. He doesn't need us, but he delights that we would want to join in his purposes here on earth through our participation in praying and interceding for his will, his kingdom to become to be done. James 4 8 says, Come near to God and He will come near to you. Mm-hmm. That's an invitation of relationship. <coughs> come near to God and He will come near to you. If Mom, you sure. doubt that God needs our prayers, that His will is conditional to our prayers, ask Abraham. Abraham was able to save Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah because he prayed and he reasoned with God. Moses, 10 different times, interceded for God to not to destroy the Israelites. And God relented. 
Nehemiah prayed for the king, a pagan king, an enemy of the Jews, to allow him to go and rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And God answered that prayer. Yeah. Ask Jonah. He prayed, get me out of this fish. And God delivered him. Prayer is a partnership with God's purposes here on earth. He delights in us participating in his purposes. When we pray, we become more godly. When we pray, we become more godly. Philippians 4, so many of our favorite scripture. Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything. But what? Everything. By prayer and petition, yeah. present your request to God mm. and the peace of God transcends all your worries, all your so-called understanding and guards your mind and your heart. Mm. You know, our circumstances, when we pray and we get up from our prayer, our circumstances have not changed. Yeah. But what has changed? Our perspective, our mm. heart. Yeah. Our boss is still stubborn and stingy. Our husband is still unloving. Our disciple doesn't understand us. And our finances are bad. But we have the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Your non-Christian co-workers don't understand it. But you have that secret that access that no other person has who's not a Christian that who's not praying do you see how how privileged we are that is amazing yeah that through prayer we can find a peace that transcends the chaos that we read every day in the paper yeah. it's terrifying the world is terrifying yeah. ordinary people hire a nanny in West London and torture her yeah. and kill her. Yeah. A young French woman mm. with kids in the house. Mm. An ordinary couple. Sharp, corporate, yeah. sharp West London couple. That's the world we live in. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. We live in one of the most <coughs> dangerous cities in this world for terrorist attacks. Yeah. But the peace of God transcends all of that. Guards our heart because we know that we are safe in our Father's arms. We don't have to worry about a baseball hitting us or a frisbee because we are safe in our Father's arms. When we pray, it exposes our pride. When we do not pray, it exposes our pride. Prayer is a relationship of complete dependence and humility. Mm. When we don't pray, we struggle with, we're pride, with, with, <laughs> we're prideful. I don't pray because I don't think I need God. What I, what I love about what I'm learning about myself is that I have extremely immature faith because I do not depend and persevere in prayer 
Mm. And that exposes my understanding and confidence in God. I can waver. I can pray something and fast for one, two, three weeks. And that poor person that I was praying about doesn't call me and I give up on her. And I move on to someone else. We need to rely on the goodness of God <coughs> because mature faith knows that God will answer us in a better time and in a better way. Hebrews 11:39 talks about how the ancients had great faith. <coughs> it says that they were all commended for their faith Yet none of them received what had been promised. But they had mature faith, and we will see them in heaven. Do you have mature faith? Do you say that you trust and depend on God constantly and consistently? Are you humble before the throne of grace? Pray specific prayers. These are really powerful. Specific prayer focuses the power of God on an individual place or an individual person. Genesis chapter 19, verse 29. Just when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, which I was referring to before. The Bible says, So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. That's a different version, but NIV says it a little differently. Lot received salvation because God remembered Abraham. He remembered his desire, his plead, his, his prayer. Specific prayer focuses the power of God on an individual. Are you praying specific prayers in the prayer chain? I know I've asked the women that I disciple what their prayers are. I've also was really an amazing uh, Devo on Friday night that Chris Kay preached a lesson on prayer and um, he asked us to uh, pray specifically. He, he, he did a great Bible study and then after we just went around each, um, each brother and sister and asked for specific prayers. And I almost know every one of those campus prayers by heart now just because I feel so connected with those brothers Amen. and sisters because we just, it was just like, I don't know, I just felt like Oh wow, I really know this, especially the brothers, because the sisters I kind of know, but the brothers, it drew me close. And I think it really helps us love more yes. deeply when we know yeah. Yeah. each other. And campus, are you praying? So can you say you know that? Yes? Good. You know those <laughs> prayers. Victor's help. For you to 10 jobs a day. To get a 21k job, etc., etc., and I got added more of my own in there. <laughs> so hopefully they're working. <laughs> but yeah, do you, Kiara, to to have a deeper um, 
Yours is a funny one because I, I wrote it down weird, but mine is that you will love God more and that you will fall in love with Him. And you will also obviously pass your exams, which you're going to do fine in. So I don't even worry Amen. about that. You're super smart in school. I'm just praying that you fall in love with God again, sis. And that God opens your eyes to the spiritual battle and how dark, sis, the world is. Yeah. I hope my prayers are being Specific prayer focuses the power of God on an individual. We need to pray with faith. Yeah. This is huge. Without faith, we cannot please God. Mm. The Bible says that. Without faith, we cannot please God. A lack of faith has incredible negative impact on our lives. And we've seen it. It causes most, most people to either fall away or live a horrible, dutiful, joyless Christian life. Yeah. <coughs> Even Jesus was powerless to perform miracles because there was a lack of faith in Nazareth. <coughs> we need to decide to believe. I've heard this a billion times and I've, I've really struggled with it because I have a hard time praying with faith because I go, well, it says you can move a mountain, but I can't, I just can't get behind that. But anyway, I'm not going to get into my doubts because I don't want to open up more doubts for you. But something really special happened that I really believe was God answering my prayer, which is my, my biggest prayer is God, help me pray with more faith. I feel like I don't have a lot of faith. So the other day, about four days ago, I woke up and I noticed that my ring, my wedding ring was not on my finger. It was like, I thought that was the weirdest thing because so this ring, I usually take my rings off together if I go to the gym or if I put cream on my hands at night or something. But this ring was on and this ring was off and it was nowhere to be found by my bedside and I distinctly remember not putting, taking my rings off. And I just thought, that's a real hassle because I hate going out without a ring on. I feel weird. And I was like, I really don't want to buy another ring. But so I was just like, okay, I know God, I just really was very sure and very faithful. I just said, God, you know where my ring is. You absolutely know where my ring is. So help me find it because I don't want to buy another one. And I just pray, God, that you'll just find it and I will not vacuum it up or I'll just be watchful because I know you know where it is and it's around here somewhere. But there was nowhere else that I'd take my rings off. I'd never take my rings off anywhere else in the house. I always keep my rings on. So I was like, okay, that's really strange. And every day I was like, no, God knows where it's, where it's at. I even lost a little bit of faith. I went into one shop and looked at like some cheap rings. And I thought, okay, if I can't find my ring, I may have to buy a cheapo. Not that this, this was only a hundred pounds, but I was like, I might buy even a cheaper one. And I was like, no, I really don't want to do that, God. I have faith. I'm not going to buy another ring. <coughs> I'm just going to pray that you're going to find it. So on Saturday morning, I decide to defrost my fridge, my freezer, okay? Freezer. I'm defrosting the freezer, and then I am in the freezer is my ring. In my freezer, not like in the bathroom, where, you know, not anywhere where I would take my ring off. I, I literally took the drawer out, put 
put it in the sink to take all the stuff out. And as I was taking the food out, my ring like comes Whoa. out, like rises from the dead. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. My, my sort of rational mind is like, okay, that that's not God. That's just, Mia, maybe Mia did it, or, or, but there's, there's no possible, ex my ring did never, my, I was not in the freezer going like this, for my, I, I wasn't in the, I don't go in the freezer, so anyway, I'm not all about hanging on to miracles, but I was just like, thank you Jesus, that, you know, you're growing my faith, thank you God, and it's something that I can treasure, and it's a little milestone between me and God, that just goes, you know what? Mm. Prayer works. Yeah. And praying with faith yeah. is the difference. And that's yeah. what God has really shown me. We need to believe. We need to believe when we're talking to God that he's there and that he's going to answer <coughs> us. I have a really hard time with that. I don't know about you, but I have a really hard time with that. For most of you, you're like, okay, this is 101 prayer, prayer class. But I have a really hard time with that God hears me. So what has really helped me is praying through really awesome scriptures that have really helped me believe. Psalm 65.2 is one of them. Oh, you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. This is another one that really helps me. Jeremiah 14, verse 7. Although our iniquities testify against us, O Lord, act for thy name's sake. I am a very guilty soul. This scripture helps me say, guess what? I have a ton of sin, but God glorify your name. Amen. For your sake. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. Hebrews 4.16 Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. That's First John. I don't know the chapter. I didn't write it down. It's in First John. What hinders our prayer? Well, as I said, for me, it's a guilty conscience. But what also hinders me is laziness. Colossians 4.12 says that there was this lovely, lovely disciple who always wrestled in prayer for God's people. Mm. And I love that verb, wrestling. Because mm. it talks about effort. Prayer takes effort. Mm. And the spirit is willing, but the body, sisters, is weak. I don't know about you, but my body wants to give up. Jesus prayed so hard in the Garden of Gethsemane that he, his capillaries burst. 
with stress and droplets of blood fell to the ground. Are our prayers fervent prayers? Mm. Amen. Or are they often like mine, lifeless, half-hearted, sluggish, sleepy, apathetic, and unconcerned? James 5.16, we all know it. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. The King James Version says it's effectual, that effectual and fervent prayers are powerful and effective. Uh, powerful. Effectual and fervent. Are your prayers fervent? Do you cry out? I think one time we were in um, another part situation and we did a little short lesson on crying out to God. I have a whole lesson on the different cries that we can have. Desperate cries. Um, a ton of them. I can't even remember them off the top of my head. But are we crying out? Are we wrestling? Do we understand that it's going to take time to build the muscle of prayer? A wrestler doesn't win his first fight. That would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous for us to think that we're going to be a prayer warrior after one prayer chain prayer. But don't give up. My plea tonight is don't give up praying. Please don't give up praying. Your prayers are precious to God. They light up His throne. I think a lack of conviction, the lack of conviction to pray as well can stop us from praying. I won't get into it, but you need to have a conviction on prayer and do a study on prayer so that you have your own personal scriptures to turn to when you doubt or when your, when your prayers wane. If we have cherished sin in our hearts, uh, the Bible says that God doesn't hear us. What separates us from God? Isaiah 59, sin. sin. But guess what? If we are open, 1 John 1, if we are open, we tell God, we confess our sins, God can, can cleanse us from all unrighteousness yes. and forgive us. If we hold grudges, if we are unforgiving, God can't hear our prayers. The scriptures there are Matthew 6, 14 through 15. Included in grudges are marriage problems. Mm. Marriage problems hinder our prayers. Yeah. If we're unloving to our spouses, it can hinder our prayers. First Peter, not first Peter, where is that one? First Peter, yeah, first Peter 3 7. Write it down, Marys. Make it your goal to be resolved with your husband on a daily basis. Otherwise your prayers will will we be weak. Um, failure to forgive stems from our failure to trust God's sovereign purposes and control. Jesus rested totally in God's love and plan. First Peter 2:21 through 25 just talks about Jesus entrusting himself to God. And that's what we must do when we have a grudge or unforgiveness in our hearts. In Hebrews 5, 7, it says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. 
Is your will unsurrendered? Or are you surrendered when you pray? An unsurrendered will will block your prayer life. It will clog it up. But Jesus was heard because he was in reverent submission. John 15, 7, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Guys, these are just a sprinkling of incredible scriptures. Pray constantly. Romans 12, 12, 2 says, be devoted in prayer. Acts 1, 14, they all join together constantly. Acts 6, 4, leaders, we need to give our devotion, give our um, attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We can go on and on and on and on about why we need to pray. The hardest thing, guys, is to pray. It's fun studying it out. It's fun making a prayer list. It's fun even making a journal on all your promises of God, pictures, stickers. But to actually do it, that's super challenging. But I just want to encourage you guys, don't give up. It's the, actually, it's harder in the beginning, everything that you take up that's new or that's challenging is always going to really be a struggle in the beginning. Any diet, any exercise program, any new job, any new course, anything that we do in the beginning is always hard. But don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit on the prayer. Keep going. Change your prayer slot. If it's really not working for you, change your prayer slot so it can work. Make it work. Be smart. Don't put you down for three o'clock and miss it every every day and be like, okay, tomorrow. I'll be, and you'll never do it. And you never pray. Put, you know, some of us were humble and just said, hey, I can do 30 minutes. Amen. God will take that. Yeah. It's a great start. It's a great start. But um, I want to just ask your feedback. For you, how's it been going? And what has helped you? Those that are really awesome at praying. Those that have great faith, those that feel like they have mountain-moving prayers. Come on, Vinny. Share. <laughs> if you feel like God answers your prayers, if you have no doubt. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.